1: This is Al-Fadi, and I want to welcome you back to a continuation of this, what I call variety shows. Amazing, really, um, interactions with our dear brother, Dr. David Wood, and topics that are really timely, and uh, they relate, actually, to Islamic claims, uh, mainly claims by the Dawah teams, or at least the propagandists, uh, who end up, uh, sadly, misleading uh, the masses, you know, the Muslim masses. And our job, of course... And our responsibility is to try to clarify things and ensure that those who are watching these shows, our channel, his channel, other channels, that they're getting the full picture because oftentimes these Dawah team members take things out of context concoct a story that has nothing to do with the reality of the context itself. But today we're going to talk about something totally different. We're going to talk about the plurality of Allah in the Quran. Now, it may come as a surprise to many, especially Christians. They wonder, why does Allah speak of himself in a plural form when Islam attacks the Trinity, technically speaking? You have a Bible, for instance, that uses plurality of Allah, and I'll talk about that in a little bit. But before I do so... I would like to bring uh, our dear brother, Dr. David Wood, to begin our interactions concerning this topic. Dr. Wood, welcome back, brother.
2: Hey, how's it going? It's going to be a fun. It's going well, my friend. It's going to be a
1: fun topic. Absolutely. So, what about the we? And I remember, by the way, one time I uh, was exposed to Anthony Rogers writing on this, and he wrote five parts article making really his case that the plurality of Allah in the Quran supports the Trinity, actually, in the Bible.
2: Well, we can't trust Anthony on anything. He uh, He's in desperate need of attention. That's why he spends, you know, he'll write five articles or something like that on something that we can discuss in a single video, because... Uh, well, we don't we don't want the same level of attention that that Anthony wants, um, but yeah. So Christians um, Christians hold to the doctrine of the Trinity, and it's not because we woke up one day and said, "Hey, we you know let's think of what kind of God we want to believe in." It's because that's what God has revealed about Himself in the history of revelation and this goes this goes back to genesis chapter one when god says let us create man in our image he starts he refers to himself in the plural but even as you go through the book of genesis as you go through the book of genesis you start realizing that god has some sort of plural nature There will be Yahweh speaking to Yahweh in the Bible, and you say, what's going on there? Well, as God reveals more and more about his eternal nature, you eventually see that the Father is referred to as God— The Son is referred to as God, God who becomes incarnate as Jesus of Nazareth, and the Holy Spirit is referred to as God, and yet the Bible consistently maintains that there's only one true God. And so Christian theologians look at this and, wait, if the Father is God, the Son is God, the Holy Spirit is God, and there's only one God, then God is triune, somehow three in one way and one in another way. So, we would say that God is one in essence or nature or being, but that God is more than one in person. And Muslims will often portray this as some sort of logical absurdity. You can't be one in one way and more than one in another way. And that's just ridiculous. I mean, even with the average Muslim's understanding of Allah. Uh, they would, they would, Muslims would grant that Allah is more than one in attribute. For instance, they would even grant that there's a, even according to their sources, there can be a conflict between Allah's attributes. So uh, they'll famously quote a hadith where Muhammad, where where according to Muhammad, Allah says that His mercy triumphs over His wrath. Well, those are two attributes of Allah. So Allah has His attribute, His wrath based on His justice and His mercy. Those are different attributes, and they can even be calling for different things. Yet no Muslim would say, ah, therefore there's more than one Allah. If you say, hey, Allah has multiple attributes, you don't say, therefore there are multiple Allahs. You say Allah is one in essence or nature or being. He's more than one in attributes. So even according to them, they would have to grant that Allah can be plural in some sense. Uh, What's interesting is what happens when we go to the Qur'an, I I get this question all the time. Usually when I simply quote a verse of the Quran, I'll quote a verse of the Quran where Allah refers to Himself in the plural. He'll refer to Himself as we, and I'll get uh, response, I'll get questions from Christians. Hey, why is Allah saying we if He's supposed to be this, this, this complete unity? And when I point out how Muslims explain this, Muslims uh you know they have their explanation. Uh, an additional problem arises. And that's what we want to, an additional problem for Islam arises because Muslims have an explanation. If you ask them, Hey, why does Allah call himself? We, we did this, we did that. um, They say, ah, this, this is the plural of majesty. This is the, the right? Yeah. This is the majestic plural. In other words, in order to simply describe how great he is, Allah refers to Himself as "we," as if He's, in, you know, He somehow encompasses this 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 plural plurality. Uh, we're, so we're going to look at a, we're, we're going to find a, a problem with that. But we wanted to look at a few examples of verses. So let's go ahead and uh, and uh, get the slide up on the screen that has some Quran verses on here. And there are many, 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 many more Quran verses where Allah refers to Himself in the plural. I just picked these because. Um, I use these verses frequently for other reasons, but we still see that Allah is referring to himself as we and our so let's uh let's go through these surah two verse twenty three and if you are in doubt as to that which we have revealed to our servant, then produce a chapter like it, and call on your witnesses besides Allah, if you are truthful, and so this is one of the famous Quran claims that the Quran is so amazing that no one could write anything like it, and this is supposed to be the evidence that it's from God. This is, of course, a ridiculous claim. Even if no one could write something like the Quran, that wouldn't mean it's from God. I mean, I can't write a a symphony like Mozart that has nothing to do with whether Mozart's music is the inspired music of, of God. I can't write a play like Romeo and Juliet that has nothing to do with Romeo and Juliet, being inspired. So even if no one could write something like this, that wouldn't make it that wouldn't mean that it's from God, it would simply mean that that Muhammad had a unique literary style. When in reality, this is a horrible argument people have been writing something like it for a long long time. Even in Muhammad's own time, there was a guy who followed him around named Al-Nader and when Muhammad would recite verses of the Quran, Al-Nader would recite verses of his own and challenge Muhammad's companions and say Show me how Muhammad's verses are any better than mine. And the Muslims eventually uh, killed him for that. Uh, Surah 2, verse 106, next. Allah says, whatever communications we abrogate, we, notice the we there, whatever communications we abrogate, so it's the somehow plural, Allah, whatever communications we abrogate or cause to be forgotten, we bring one better than it or like it? Do you not know that Allah has power over all things? So this is the doctrine of abrogation, that Allah will reveal a verse of the Quran, and then two weeks later reveal the exact opposite, and uh, somehow this is all in his eternal speech. What's amazing here is this means that in the eternal speech of Allah, you have contradictory commands and claims. So that's interesting, that Allah's eternal speech is contradictory. Uh, But the point here is Allah repeatedly, in this verse, refers to himself as we. Then we have Surah 10, verse 94, where Muhammad was having some doubts about whether he was a true prophet. And Allah consoles him and uh, tells him how to test whether he is indeed a true prophet. So Allah says, but if you, he's referring to Muhammad there, he's speaking directly to Muhammad. But if you are in doubt as to what we have revealed to you, and what's what's interesting here is is the you there is spe- is specific to Muhammad because he can he can use you singular in which case he's talking directly to Muhammad or he could use you plural but then when Allah refers to himself he uses the plural we but if you are in doubt as to what we have revealed to you ask those who read the book before you so Allah's talking about Jews and Christians here so go to the Jews if you want to know if you're a true prophet Muhammad go to the Jews and Christians and check with them which is hilarious because of course he was a false prophet according to Jews and Christians Uh, Allah says, certainly the truth has come to you from your Lord, therefore you should not be of the disputers. This is one of the many Quran verses that takes for granted that Jews and Christians have accurate, perfectly preserved scriptures from Allah. Because notice, if we had corrupt scriptures, as Muslims today claim... If we have corrupt scriptures, it would make no sense for Allah to say, hey, Muhammad, if you want to know know whether you're a true prophet, go to the Jews and Christians and make sure your revelations line up with their corrupt book. That wouldn't make any sense. The only way Muhammad's, Muhammad's teachings would line up with a corrupt book is if his teachings were corrupt. So Allah takes it for granted that Jews and Christians have Reliable, preserved scriptures from God totally contradicts what Muslims believe today. But what we're focusing on is this: uh, this we here, Allah again refers to Himself as we. And then Surah sixty-six, verse twelve, and Miriam, the daughter of Imran. That's hilarious because this is talking about Mary, the mother of Jesus. But Mary, the daughter of Imran or Amram in Hebrew, was actually Mary, this Mariam, the sister of Moses and Aaron, Allah. The all-knowing doesn't know that Mary, the mother of Jesus, and Miriam, the sister of Aaron and Moses, were two different people. He doesn't know that. He thinks they're all just this one daughter of of Imran. So this is a hilarious uh, blunder from Allah here. Uh, But uh, but, uh, that's not what we're focusing on. We're focusing on the we and our. And Miriam, the daughter of Imran, who guarded her chastity... So we breathed into her of our inspiration, and she accepted the truth of the words of her Lord and His books and His books, and she was of the obedient ones. So we and our Allah says He breathed into there uh, into her, and uh, of course we also have in the Quran that the Spirit is the one who breathed into Mary. And so notice you have Allah sends the spirit, the spirit breathes into Mary, but Allah says we breathed into her, our inspiration. So what's that mean? If Allah says he breathed into her, but the Quran also says that it's the spirit who breathed into her, then the spirit is somehow Allah, and yet Allah sends the spirit. This is starting to sound uh, like they require, like they need some sort of doctrine of the Trinity. Thank you for listening. We'll be right back
1: after this message.
2: You're listening to Let Us Reason with Al Fadi. We depend on the generous gifts of our supporters to produce this program. To join us in this work, go to patreon.com and search for Cira International. That's C I R A International. You can also donate through PayPal. Go to cirainternational.com to learn more. Your support will help us continue introducing Muslims to the gospel of Christ. Now, back to Let Us Reason. Right. Uh, to even make to even to even make sense of this because notice you have you have Allah you have the spirit who has the attributes of Allah and who does things right. as Allah and you also have the word or speech of of Allah and even interestingly according to muslim sources the eternal quran Allah's eternal speech can even take on the form of a man a pale man and the spirit in the Quran appears to Mary in the form of a man so uh and 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 they speak Allah can speak the spirit can speak and take the form of a man and right. the Quran Allah's speech his eternal speech which is co-eternal with him and yet somehow distinct from him also right. appears as a man and speaks and 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 intercedes for Muslims and so you've got these three eternal persons and yet only one allah muslims don't don't see the problem here so we want to get to the problem but but did you have any did you have any comments on anything before uh, yeah, yeah, before I mean, we I point mean, out the I obvious
1: you you mentioned something interesting i mean i want to start with the obvious you know you have allah you have the preserved tablets next to him and the preserved tablets were manifested in the form of a quran that's incarnation right there one concept of the trinity technically speaking okay What about the claim, and I'm I'm going to throw a stinker here, okay? What if the we is in reference to Allah, Gabriel, or this spirit, you know, person, and Muhammad? Can any Muslim refute me? Can you show me that this is wrong? The we here is all the three who are responsible for revealing the Quran. Why does it have to be a plural of majesty, technically speaking?
2: David? Yeah, so so Allah, even if we ignore how you've got Allah, Allah sending the spirit. The spirit acts as Allah. And uh, it's interesting because the spirit is breathed out by Allah. And so why is, why is this interesting? Well, if the spirit is breathed out by Allah, that's different from everything that Allah creates. Allah simply speaks to create things. And yet the spirit originates from within Allah himself. It's it's, correct. The spirit is, the spirit is breathed out. So the spirit is breathed out by Allah and his speech comes from him as well. Everything that's created, he actually just says be, and it's, and it's created And yet uh, the the spirit and the word of Allah sort of, but I mean, notice the parallel, notice the parallel here, because in Christianity, we have the father, the son, who is the word and the Holy Spirit and Muslims mock and insult this doctrine. And yet they have something that, that looks like a bad copy of that looks like a bad copy, but Muslims don't, but it's similar to, their claim that the Quran has been perfectly and miraculously preserved when it obviously hasn't. They're they're trying to set themselves against Christianity. And so, ah, we've got this perfectly preserved book. No, you don't. But they're trying to to distinguish themselves from Christianity by saying they have a perfectly preserved book and we don't. They also want to distinguish themselves theologically. Uh, You guys believe in the Trinity. That's weird and silly. But we just have this pure monotheism. We only get this somehow pure... Non-plural monotheism by ignoring what the Quran says, or by uh, doing some uh, gymnastics to get away from it. But here's the thing: we want to go ahead and let, let's go ahead and let let's let's leave out the divine nature of Allah's spirit in the Quran. Let's leave out the divine nature of Allah's speech, and just pretend that Allah is supposedly this this sort of absolute unity. Right. Let's go ahead and pretend that for the sake of argument, so that we can point out the problem here. When Allah refers to himself as we and our, just as the God of the Bible does in in Genesis 1, when Allah refers to himself as we and our, using these plural pronouns, we ask our Muslim friends, hey, if Allah is trying to get the point across that he's just this one complete unity, why does he refer to himself with these plural pronouns, Notice, it, 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 at the very least, he would be confusing. He would be less confusing if he's this absolute unity, if he just consistently said I and me. Instead, he's using this plural. Why is he using this plural knowing that this will lead to confusion, knowing that future generations will look at this and say, if he's, if he's this absolute unity, why is he saying we? Muslims explain this by saying that he's using the plural of majesty. This, he, 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 he's showing how majestic and awesome he is by using plural pronouns. Now, what's the problem for Muslims here? Well, what's the assumption that Muslims and Allah are making here? The assumption that they're making is that it's more majestic. It's somehow greater, more impressive. It's more to amazing to be plural That's than right. to be some sort of absolute unity. So notice, if you put this together, so the 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 assumption throughout the entire Quran, throughout the Hadith, Throughout Islamic history, the assumption is that it's greater and more majestic to be plural than to be some sort of uh, singularity or some sort of absolute unity or monad or whatever, or whatever they want to call it, um, that it's more majestic and it's greater to be plural. But they've also granted all along, it's, it's foundational to Islam, that uh, monotheism is the gold standard. Allah has no partners, and when you look at what they mean by Allah having no partners, it means that something that is not God, that is not Allah, should not be united to him as some sort of partner. They have all sorts of problems here because they treat Muhammad like a partner, they treat the Blackstone like a partner, they, they've got all sorts of partners, they just don't want to call them partners. But the idea of not having these partners is that God shouldn't have anything that's not already God somehow connected to him. So monotheism is the gold standard of, a, of, of religions. And yet they're granting, even Allah himself is granting that it is more majestic, it's greater and more wonderful to be plural than to be some sort of absolute unity. Now, if you put those two ideas together, and guess what? I'm going to grant them both. I'm going to grant both of those ideas right here. So the actual greatest deity would be one who is one in one way, one in essence or nature or being, but plural in another way, so that he can actually be more majestic and greater by being plural. So the greatest doctrine of God, the greatest theological concept of God, not according to David Wood, not according to Al-Fadi, according to Islam, the Quran, Muhammad himself, the greatest concept of God that we could come up with would be that God is one in one way and more than one in another way. That God is one in essence or being more than one, but plural, in person. But that would mean that the triune God of the Bible is greater, superior to, more majestic than the God that Muslims believe in. Why do they make fun of our doctrine of God when even according to their own God, our God is greater and superior?
1: That is true, and it's kind of interesting, isn't it? Because our Muslim friends always complain about the fact that we define our God as one triune God, one in essence, three in persons. And yet, here, as you stated it correctly, the idea that this is the plural of majesty, that means there is some majesty in plurality, there is some greatness in plurality, yet Allah always claimed to be one Yet even the description of Allah's oneness here in the Quran in chapter 112 of the Quran is wrong because the word was used ahad and ahad in the Bible actually denotes a plural unity, not a absolute uh, basically uh, oneness or absolute oneness. There is plurality in this unity and the evidence of that is when marriage is described in Genesis chapter 2, the same word was used. And it says that for this reason, a man shall leave his father and his mother and cleave or be joined to his wife, and the two shall become akhad, one flesh. Notice, two persons becoming one, and that's exactly what the Trinity is all about. God is one in His essence, and you stated uh, something about the Spirit of Allah proceeding from Him. Well, that's exactly what Allah described Jesus as, a Spirit of Him and His Word, basically. So, why isn't Jesus then divine according to the Quran? The Quran itself acknowledges that Jesus proceeds from Allah and He's the Word of Allah,
2: and Allah is eternal, therefore Jesus is eternal. Yeah, this is this is why I say that Islam looks uh, the the Islamic doctrine of God looks like a bad copy of the Christian right. concept of God. They took some of the same things. Without realizing the implications, so when Muhammad, uh, you know, said that Allah revealed that Jesus is the Word, he didn't realize what <laughs> he didn't realize the connection. Right? That comes from John one. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. They're describing Jesus as the speech of Allah, and they don't realize. Wait a minute. If Allah uh, is unchanging, that then His speech is eternal. And therefore, Jesus is, is a, they don't, they're not realizing the theological implications of what they're saying. They're just copying it and then trying to deny the implications. And uh, that's why they end up with these absurdities. That's right.
1: That's right. And it's unfortunate, of course, and I want our Muslim friends who are watching this right now to please ask yourself this question. Why do you get upset with us when we're teaching biblical teachings? And we can defend the Trinity of the Bible, by the way. I don't have to rely on someone to tell me about it. It's biblical. In fact, go and watch a number of videos that I've done on the Trinity, and there are many other channels that talk about it. So go investigate these passages, listen to how they explain it, and then argue it. But don't tell me that we're wrong, and we're heretic, and we are using uh, idolatrous language, you know, and we are somehow worshiping multiple gods. Just because the Quran said so doesn't make it true. On the other hand, the flip side of things here is that the, the oneness of Allah in the Quran, as David mentioned it correctly, is a bad copy of our doctrine of the Trinity. Uh, the intent is to make him look like one, but yet it failed, uh, failed miserably at a variety of levels. One in describing it, second in the language used about it in this, in this term, the idea of the plural of majesty, and the list can go on and on and on about who Allah is is indeed when there are other persons that are equal to him have the same power to create have the same power to uh, appear in his authority and do things on his behalf and so on and so forth just like the bible teaches about the angel of the lord for instance in there we can make a case that this is god appearing as an angel this is jesus pre-incarnate in some instances that's biblical we can support it biblically speaking but can I ask my Muslim friends to support any of their claim about the oneness of Allah? Because if you insist on that, then the Quran actually refutes you and presents Allah in a completely different image. David, last word for you.
2: Uh, yeah, it's just uh, Muslims. Um, you keep hearing things from your leaders, from your imams, from your sheikhs, and we keep showing you that they are uh, at, at, at best misleading you and at worst just flat out lying to you. You got to get in the habit of looking up what they say, and researching it for yourself, because you cannot trust these guys. Amen. Thank
1: you, brother. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Until next time, have a blessed day.